Welcome to the Arena Church podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. Annie's just nicked it all, so thanks, Annie. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But for those of you that don't know, I'm Jono. I'm one of the youth leaders here. And you know, it is such a privilege to lead these kids. We've, Annie said everything at the, already about the kids. I just want to take one second just to honour, and if you could help me with this as well, to honour all the, the leaders that have been there and given their, their best, who have been up late, been up early, um, cleaning bins, taking bins out, cleaning everything, you know, making food. Can we just honour these world changers at the front? Yeah. You know, I honestly would say the greatest thing in my life is being able to serve others with people that I love. And, you know, we can't count that. We, 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 that is a privilege. We, we, when we serve, when we're on Dream Team and when we're making a difference in people's lives, that is a privilege. And, you know, I love all of you. So, yeah, I want to jump right in this morning. And our theme, as Annie said, has been world changers. And we believe that every person, as a disciple of Jesus, not just the younger generation, but you, some of you olders, olders in here, I can see, I won't mention anyone, Phil. But... Um, <laughs> We're all called to be a world changer. And while we're breathing, we have a purpose, every one of us. So I want to bring a bit of Alton Castle 2018 to Arena Church. Is that all right? Yep. So turn to the person next to you, look them right in the eye and say, I am a world changer. With a bit of conviction. Come on. Now turn to your second choice, your less preferred person, and say... You look like you need your world changed. (laughs) I can feel the unity in here today. So, I am a world changer. But how? How can I become a world changer? We, We talked last night, or I talked last night, about four ways that universal guys can be world changers. And I believe that's for everyone in here. So, uh, I believe there's something for you to take away this morning. So, four ways... We can change the world. Firstly, as Annie's already said, live with five-star friendships. Who enjoys a Sunday morning? Yeah? We all love a Sunday morning. It's probably one of my favorite days of the week. I love coming and I always feel refreshed and encouraged as I walk out. Whether I've had a bad week or a good week. But the fact is, although I gave my life to Jesus in this environment, nothing changed. Nothing changed at all. My life was no different. For me, I'd come on a Sunday. This is when I first gave my life to Jesus. Hopefully not now. It's clearly not. But um, I'd come to church on a Sunday. The following Friday, I'd be getting drunk. I'd be then, I'd be then um, recovering on the Saturday and then coming back to church and lifting my hands. You know, that's such a hypocritical attitude. But here's the reason why. You know, actually, I, I thought that I could have influence over people but actually I was being influenced I thought that I could be a leader but actually I was becoming a follower and that was it it made me a little bit miserable to be fair and this is what I had to do I had to let go of those that were influencing me for a season I want to make that clear it's not forever we're not we're not holier than now we're not better than anyone else out there but to let go of them for a season just so that I can surround myself with a godly influence that is going to lift me up. And maybe some of you in here need that tonight, today. I still think I'm Saturday night. One American pastor says this, life change happens in circles, not rows. 
I don't ask you today who's on your row, who are you sat next to, but who's in your circle? Who are you sharing life with? In Universal, about a year ago, we launched small groups, and it's um, by far been the most, the, the most fruitful nights of our month. We do small groups once a month, probably going to do it more and more now as we go forward. But we've got kids genuinely, and I don't mean this, I, I don't take this lightly, we've got kids genuinely finding freedom, people, kids opening up, asking for help, working through some of their issues with us. Even some of the leaders, people sat on the front row, the same thing. You know, we're all being open. And it's heartwarming to see, it really is. Um, I was thinking of a story of what I, could, what I could share this morning. And I've asked this guy's permission, but I won't, I won't say his name for, for privacy. But there's a guy who, who, who came into Universal about three years ago. And he, he'd come in, he'd never talk, he'd, he'd be shy, he'd be... You know, you know when you look at somebody and you can tell that they're just holding on to something. There's something that, that's not quite right with them. And that was this guy. And a few months back, we were sat around in our, in our circles, in our small groups. And this guy did, said, we were talking about uh, struggle is real. That was the theme. And he was telling us about, he just opened up about a struggle he was having at home with his family. And you could tell that it was almost like, I'm alone in this. But then... Another friend, of another leader, one of the leaders that was leading that small group, Elliot, who's here today, he, he turned to this guy and said, you know what, I know exactly how you feel. I've been through something so similar. And something broke that day. Not necessarily that the, all the struggles had gone, but actually that there was somebody else that had been through something like this guy had. And that, as, honestly, from now, now on, this guy is somebody who is the life and soul of Universal. If he's not there, we miss him. He's not just a teenager. He's, a, he's grown up into a man. Uh, I'm so proud of this guy, you know. He's a, he's a real rock. I, I looked over a couple of, couple of weeks ago, and he had his arm around one of his family members. And he's a real rock, from what I can see, he's a real rock to his family. And he's a real rock to Universal. And you know what? That didn't come from... My preaching, that didn't come from uh, worship. That came from a small group. That came from a circle. And this is why we do small groups at Arena. You see, the, we, I said this last night and I'll say it to every person in here. Somebody needs to hear this. The most important decision you can make today is who influences you when you get home. And for some, it literally can be a matter of life or death. Somebody in here is going down a, a path that if you, if you don't break out of it, it's actually going to kill you. It's, it's a matter of life or death for some people. Do you need to let go of anyone for a season? Proverbs 13 verse 20 says this. It says, Become wise by walking with the wise. Hang out with fools. Everybody, everybody say fools. Hang out with fools. And watch your life fall to pieces. You know, today I want to encourage you, if you're not a part of a small group, join one. There's nothing more freeing than having people around you that encourage you. Like, I think it was Elasis or it might have been Isaac that said, people that want to build you up. It's the, nothing more freeing. Join a small group today. One of the, the leaders of one of the biggest churches in America, his name's Chris Hodges. He, he's got the... I think there's around 40,000 people in his church. But he realizes that life change isn't going to happen from him preaching. He realizes it's not going to happen from his Sunday services. This is what he says. 
Small groups aren't a luxury, they're a necessity. You have to have somebody in your life who knows your secrets. If you are the only one who knows your secrets, you're in trouble. You know, I can stand here today saying I am not perfect, far from it. But I have peop- certain people around my life that I, that I, wise people that I've started to, you know, they, kn- they know about my life. They know about my secrets. I, I'm not alone in that. And I'm not thinking in my mind, you know, I'm the only person with this. I, I, I can't do this. I can't do this. I've got people around me. And I want to say, who have you got around you guys? Who's, are you living with five-star friendships? So, if we're going to be world changers, we need to live with five-star friendships. And secondly, we need to live for others. If there's one thing I know about us all in this room, and this is really profound. It's probably the most profound thing I say. You are the most selfish person you know. I am the most selfish person that I know. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's all about me. It's all about me. All about my feelings, my diary, my agenda, my career, my degree. This one, it's all about my struggles. It's my, my, my. If my plans are disrupted, it's a big deal. If we are going to be world changers, we have to realize that Jesus literally calls us. He doesn't ask us. He calls us to put others before ourselves. In Philippians 2 verse 3 to 4, it says this. Put yourself aside and help others get ahead. Don't be obsessed with getting your own advantage. Forget yourselves long enough to lend a helping hand. Matthew 20, verse 26 to 27. Jesus is talking about um, leaders of the day who lord it over people. And he says this, not so with you. He's talking to people who are following, following him. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be your slave. You know, one thing we try and instill at Universal is that leaders are first and always servants. Leadership is not something we climb towards, but the best leaders lead on their knees. Practically, if we aren't willing to clean toilet floors on a Friday night when kids have weed everywhere, we aren't, we aren't willing to be leaders. If we aren't willing to pick up litter when it's raining outside. We aren't leaders. You know, I, w- I just want to say, Matthias is on the back row looking down right now. Quickly looked up. Matthias last night, as everyone else was doing other stuff, Matthias was on his hands and knees going around picking litter up. That's, that's what a leader is. You know what? I have, I have a bit of a confession to make this morning, so please don't judge me too much. But... When I was preparing this, I was wanting to write a bit of a a bullet point list of how we can put others before ourselves. But I couldn't think of any. I honestly couldn't think of any. I thought, it's just, I'm just having a bit of a brainwave. I'm I'm tired. But you know what? God dealt with me how selfish I am. How selfish we all can be naturally. And you know what? It actually made me feel a little bit miserable. And here's why. If we make ourselves, if we make our life about us if I make my life about me we'll have a miserable life but this is the good news if we make it about others watch your world explode with opportunity blessing favor influence and purpose Albert Einstein the guy with the crazy hair he wasn't even a Christian and he says this 
Only a life lived for others is a life worth living. If Albert Einstein says that, what about us as Jesus followers? Yeah? And how do we do this at Universal, at Arena Church and at Universal? We do this by one simple word, and that's serving. Serving. Here we've got people around saying here to help with Dream Team on the back. That's the way that we do it. If you're not involved, I want to encourage you, get, get on a team. There's nothing better, like I say, than serving others with other people that you love. At Universal, we, we encourage some guys to come early and, and do their bit and stay late and do the bit. And you know what? It can be hard. It's a bit of a sacrifice sometimes, but it's the most fulfilling thing ever. Join a team today. But what do I do to serve? What team do I join? This leads me on to my next point. Number three, live on purpose. If there's one thing that we're passionate about at Universal, it is for each kid to know that God has designed them on purpose and for a purpose, specifically designed for them. That there is a reason to live. It's scary how many people, there's people sat in here, I'm sure, but it's scary how many children... Don't think there's a reason to live, that they have suicidal thoughts. You know, if you're, having that, if you're having suicidal thoughts this morning, I want to tell you, them thoughts are lies. You have a purpose. You have a reason to live. And the Bible proves this. <clears throat> Ephesians 2 verse 10. We are God's handiwork, created to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. You know what else? You are not designed to be anybody else. Even though I look like I've come dressed as Tim, I am not designed to be like Tim. Tim is not designed to be like me. (laughs) The saddest thing that I see at Universal is when somebody lives their lives by what has been spoken over them. You are a failure. You are a mistake. You are stupid. You are thick. You're depressed. You're confused. You're just like your dad. You're just like your mum. Parents, please know your words are so powerful. Our lives are shaped by what others say over us. And maybe that's you this morning. You know, when I was preparing this, I felt there's somebody in here. Genuinely, you might be middle-aged. You might be a little older than that. You're living with a lid that has been placed on your life 40 years ago. Today is the day that you find freedom in that. You are not what others say about you. You are who God says you are. We've sang it this morning. He says this, you were, before you were born, he knew you and set you apart. You are created in his image. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are far more precious than rubies. If you have an addiction in here, you are free indeed. You are a child of God. This amazing quote by a guy called Chris Hodges says this, knowing God's thoughts about you, silences people's opinions of you you see God holds the answers to why you are here no one else and until you realize that you'll be looking everywhere else for the answers guys she isn't going to complete you only God is girls he isn't going to bring you purpose only God is that next purchase isn't going to fulfill you only God that addiction isn't going to bring you lasting hope only God is only God holds your true purpose and at Arena, we help you discover this. We help, we help you discover God's purpose, not our purpose for you, but God's purpose for you through Growth Track. As it's been said already, please sign up. Don't think just because it's, it's 
step two, you've missed step one. You could do that another time, it's fine. Go and do it, it's great. Everything there is there that you possibly need. Don't think I, I've got to eat when I get home and I, I'm, I'm starving. Just go to Grove Track, it's going to be great for you. Only God holds your true purpose, which leads me finally to number four, and the most important by far, live with Jesus. So live with five-star friendships, live for others, live on purpose, and live with Jesus. Nathan, one of our, our, one of our Ilkeston um, youth leaders, said on Friday night, he spoke, he said that all of this would be possible, impossible without living with Jesus. We cannot be world changers without first having our world changed by Jesus. And this is why we do everything that we do at Arena. This is why we do everything we do at Universal. If you notice, these four points that I've got are directly linked to our purpose as a church. Live with five-star friendships, find freedom. Live for others, make a difference. Live on purpose, discover your purpose. But they all fall under this umbrella of living with Jesus, and that is knowing God. I shared this story last night to finish, and you know I want to share it again because I, I believe stories are powerful and Every person in here has a different story and every person has a powerful story. Regardless of your background, whether it's good or bad, you have a powerful story. But I was brought up in a Christian home. Uh, I came to church most, most weeks with my mum and dad who were sat here in, somewhere over there, somewhere. Um, they gave me the decision when I was probably, the choice, sorry, when I was a teenager, whether I wanted to come to church or whether I didn't. And you know what, I'm, I'm thankful for that decision, even though... I chose the wrong one. I'm thankful for that decision. I thought that I was a Christian because my mum and dad were a Christian. I thought, you know, I'm a Christian because this is a Christian country. It's what we do. I thought I was a Christian because I went to church. But the sad fact was that the world was far more attractive to me at that time because I saw it as a religion. So here's what I did. I slept around. I drank as much as I possibly could. I went to parties. I did did drugs. I tried everything I possibly could. And this is the conclusion that I came to. And I believe some of you in this room have come to this conclusion. I believe some of you are coming to this conclusion. Or today's going to be a light switch in 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 your mind that this is the conclusion. And I believe there's other people that you might make the wrong decisions in your life and you might go down a path that leads you this way but I promise you you will come back to this conclusion that none of it is worth it that there's none of that gives us reason to live none of that gives us purpose I couldn't live with any sense of purpose or reason to live and you know what I, I started to see my brother come home from church and he was happy he was content he he had a reason to live he'd he'd come home with joy You know why he was living with these four points? He was surrounding himself with good people. He was living for other people. He wasn't being selfish. He was living on purpose. He was serving other people. And he was living with Jesus. Because my brother was living with these four points, he was a world changer. He changed my world. I'm stood here today because of him. He introduced me to Jesus. He lived with Jesus by his side every single day. And it was so much different. Guys, listen. It was so much different than the religion that I thought it was. I thought, I need this. 
I don't just want this, I need this. And I gave my life to Jesus. And it's the single greatest decision of my life ever. You know, I've got a beautiful wife that I married. I would choose Jesus a million times over Annie, and she knows that. Jesus is the greatest decision that I've to follow him is the greatest decision. Maybe you've never made that decision to follow Jesus before. And Phil's going to come up in a second and give an opportunity for that for this morning to be that. I want to encourage you, just step in, just press in. It, not everything might make sense, but you know what? Jesus loves you. Jesus wants to know you. Jesus can change your world. And you know as you do that, you can change the world. I believe that strongly. In order to be a world changer, we must first have our worlds changed by Jesus. Stop battling that. I saw some, some, some guys last night on, when we were, we were on a Saturday night last night. There were some guys that were battling that. You know, I feel like I've almost got a bit of unfinished business. I want to say to some of you that were, that were there last night, stop battling the fact that Jesus wants to change your world. It's the greatest decision you can make. Let him change your world. He wants to bring you back into the best version of you possible. When we have our worlds changed by Jesus, Arena Church, I believe we can not just change Ilkeston and Mansfield. I believe we can change the world. There's a, there's a, I think it's a, I think it's a Jewish proverb or something like that. Oh no, it's um, Oscar Schindler. He says, "One one life saved saves one world saved is that saves the world entire," and that is so true. Thank you. Thank you.